0: I'm a big uh, I'm a big fruit uh fruit seltzer guy. So, uh all of those sound pretty appealing to me, I'm not going to lie. Cuz famously most seltzer flavors
1: are you know, your meats, your cheeses. <laughs> That's right.
0: Brunch, hit it, boys.
1: Believed in us. We're doing an episode in person.
0: Yeah, it was actually brought to our attention this week that we could have done last week's episode in person because you had just gotten over coronavirus. You were in the five I, days. Yeah, I was in the five days, but you already had it and you were up to date, which was a big topic of the podcast. Was the uh, the term of being up to date? Right, but that was one of the well, that was up to date was
1: for the Friday episode. We couldn't have done the Wednesday episode. We could have done the Friday episode.
0: We still could have done the Wednesday episode because I mean I was in the in five theory, but
1: that is that that was like a rule because I was supposed to hang out with uh, a friend uh, when we both had COVID at the same time, and we were like, "Well, we both have COVID. What are we going to do? Give each other COVID?" And for whatever reason, that was like a CDC no-no. Really? Yeah.
0: It doesn't knows, make any sense. It's but. very
1: possible it could have changed because while I had COVID, CDC really just like ripped up the rule book.
0: Yeah, I feel like the CDC has kind of just like made a thousand different rules that nobody knows what's happening anymore. So it's just like, eh, whatever. I'll say I'm a little annoyed of everyone
1: being like, <laughs> well, they clearly have no idea what's going on. They keep changing their advice every five seconds. And I was like. It was never suggested we knew what was going on with this. This is a new thing, and these are just the smart people that we say tell us what to do. And one day they'll be like, "This is what we think you should do." The next day they'll be like, "Whoops, uh, do something <laughs> else instead." So, well, we I keep think that, listening. I think, think
0: the big problem with like the recent uh, changes is that nothing has really changed except for like the urgency to get back to work, mm-hmm. and so they, I feel like the CDC got squeezed. By uh, by big corp, some bad actors, and, and the and the economy. The folks at the economy were like, "Hey, get these fellows back to work. Only five days."
1: I mean, I think that a lot of people, depending on what job you're in, you can really do the. Oh, boss, are you sure? You want me, an unwell person who says they have COVID and doesn't feel so great, to hurry back to work? Okay. Because I think that most bosses, if they have a soul and are smart about their own company, will be like, "Not worth it, no, right? Or no, stay yeah. home."
0: Yeah. Well, I think it's it's more the the second part about being uh being aware that you could be on the hook if yeah. something were to go wrong.
1: Right. Exactly. Like I would. Li- I remain having COVID. So would you like me to come in and do things? No. Then STFU. <laughs> um, let's recap this week in fun brought to you
0: by. Does that have a sponsor? Not yet. It's typically if, busy, it's, it's up I for think, grabs.
1: On uh, circling back,
0: we have a uh, we have a a new Drink beverage sponsor. sponsor this week, and I'm very excited about it. Yeah,
1: it is a new beverage too.
0: It's brand new.
1: It's not a beverage that you've had before. So if you're thinking of, getting if you're, tr- if you're into trying the to new, guess, yeah, good luck. You never heard of it before. That's right. You're no. There's nothing. And if you tried to conjure up what its imaging might look like, you couldn't be further from what it ends up looking like. Right. So, uh, this weekend in fun, uh, we watched a game together. We did. And yeah, it was an incredible game.
0: game. Yeah. More for me than for you.
1: <laughs> I think I was generally... I don't know how I was. I wasn't doing well, but I think that I... It was a meltdown of many, many sorts, but I think that, like, if a stranger were around us, they wouldn't necessarily think I was, like, the weirdest person.
0: No, you held it together. Like, um, you should give some context here. All right. So uh,
1: the there was a nightmare scenario for the NFL last week. And that was that if the Jaguars upset the Colts, which wasn't going to happen, then the Chargers and Raiders, who had been flexed to Sunday Night Football in a winner-take-all, winner-make-the-playoffs game, in fact, would not need to win the game to make the playoffs. They would just be able to tie and both make the playoffs. So they would be really incentivized to not try. So I was obsessed with this scenario, was talking about it all week. Then I I heard a friend of a friend had had bet that parlay, and I was like, oh, that would be a really fun parlay to be in on. So I put down $50.00 the odds of the colts up the jaguars upset very slim the odds of any ending in a tie is like as remote as remote gets so the odds were something like 40 plus 41,000 or whatever so betting $50 would have given me a payout of I'm not a huge gambling guy, but I like to get in on little fun things like that. I like to do, like, Oscars bets, whatever. And this qualified as that sort of fun bet. So, 1 p.m. game was the Jaguars and the Colts, and wouldn't you know it, Colts just, like, really shitting the bet out the gate. Chargers or Jaguars didn't look too hot themselves, but by the third quarter, it was very apparent the Jaguars are going to win this game. So... One half of the parlay is now in business. I'd asked you anyway if you wanted to watch the Chargers game on Sunday night, and it had nothing to do with the parlay. I don't even know if I'd bet that parlay I don't think before. so. I think I'd asked you earlier in the week. I did the parlay on Wednesday or Thursday. But we were planning on watching that game anyway. and
0: Just so happened to have about $18,500 on the line.
1: Yeah, in fact, you yeah you didn't know about it because I texted you during the Jaguars game. I was like, holy shit, Jaguars are going to win this game. And you were like, haha, I'm not watching that game, but nice.
0: Yeah, I had no I idea why you I were... I was
1: like, I'm going to win. Mm-hmm. I had even forgotten. I was like, I'm going to win $10,000. And you were like, whoa, <laughs> awesome. And then I looked and I was like, oh, fuck, it's $18,000. So we watched that game. With our pal uh, Danny, who is a Raiders fan, mm-hmm. and he more wanted a, a Raiders victory. Yeah, than he a, he didn't care about the, tie. On board about the tie. <laughs> no. He kept like
0: saying that he respected my
1: situation, <laughs> but he was more into the idea of the Raiders winning and getting back to the playoffs. And
0: which you, I mean, like I respect.
1: Yeah, and we'll we'll get a little sportsy on you now. If you didn't watch that game.
0: Man. Outrageous game. Outrageous.
1: Crazy game. And so the Chargers fell behind early, which not what the Chargers usually do. Usually they take a lead and they blow the game late. But as we figured out over the course of the game... uh I theorized that maybe it was because it was the end of the regular season that the Chargers got some of their end of the game energy. Yeah, you said and blew
0: the, it. You said it was uh, the fourth quarter of their season, so right. they were treating the game like it was the fourth quarter.
1: So they fell behind and they came back, and they fell behind a lot and they came back. And this whole time, all I—I ca- I mean, ideally, you want them to tie, uh, a because it's chaos, and b because that would have rocked. Money's cool. But uh, we, but the, B, I would have just been cool with the Chargers winning. The only scenario I didn't want was the Raiders winning because I still want the Chargers to make the playoffs because I like that team. But throughout the game, it was such a fun game-watching experience because we we're constantly like monitoring the possibility of a tie. Mm-hmm. So there was a point in the third quarter, I think it was late third quarter, maybe early fourth quarter, where the Raiders went up 12. And 12 is a very... Difficult uh, number to match because it would have to be four field goals or two touchdowns and no extra points or a touchdown and two and two field goals and they just didn't have time to have that many drives. But the rate the Chargers were driving and they were like stalling on their drive and we were like, wait a second, if the Chargers don't score here and they give up a field goal, then it's a fifteen point game, mm-hmm. fifteen points. That's just two touchdowns with a. Uh, extra point uh, a a two-point conversion so we were just like constantly it was like the the closest to that movie 21 i've ever been even though they're doing a lot smarter things
0: it it was like uh it was essentially like uncut gems where he's like rooting for like the uh like the the tip tip off off. yeah yeah Yeah. you're going nuts it was it was hilarious when the
1: chargers scored the first touchdown when they were down 15 they lined up to go for two and the broadcast team is like This is unusual. They shouldn't be doing this. They should go for one and then go for two on the second one because you never know. There could be a penalty here or whatever. I was like, shut the fuck up. No. (laughs) They need to go for it here because if they don't get it, they need to know how they can recalculate how to get back in it. And they did come back. They forced overtime and they...
0: It should be noted too, at the beginning of the game, I, you were like, yo, these two teams are not playing for the tie. What's wrong with them? I'm so mad
1: they should just try to tie. Yeah, yeah.
0: and then I said, yeah, but these two teams are so inept that they might try their hardest and still tie.
1: Which is exactly what, what it almost was like through happened. Four yeah. Through four quarters, they had tied. And I realized after that, I could have bet it to be a tie at the end of regulation for much worse odds. Didn't do that. Wish I did in hindsight. Uh, Raiders, field goal. Raiders win the toss, kick a field goal. Chargers go down, kick a field goal. And then it comes down to this one Raiders drive. And if the Chargers can stop them, then they'll just kneel it out probably and end the game because they wouldn't have good enough field position. There wouldn't be enough time left on the clock. There was a controversial timeout. It was a whole thing. Raiders end up going for a field goal with two seconds left. And... I don't know if what I was saying or what I was thinking or whatever. You I just, was positive he was making that field goal.
0: Yeah, you were uh, you were silent for like the last like minute and a half of the game, and I was like, oh no, I can't. And it was like happening in slow motion. I was like, oh no. But there was like real
1: celebrations when so Justin Herbert converted four fourth, and yeah, nines I'll tell you better, and a first in t- ten with, like, three seconds left in regulation. So really, like, five, like, fourth and longs.
0: I, I've never seen a team waste the first three downs of a series as many times in a row as the Chargers did in that game.
1: They that just Justin Herbert fourth quarter. They project.
0: were absolutely not about first, second, or third down, but, boy, they had fourth down on lock.
1: Yeah, I actually... So I had my computer open, and most times just had it, like, blank... And was just using it as something to, to look, look at when at, yeah. I couldn't look at the TV. But you were like, "Did you see what Feidelberg tweeted?" And I was like, "No, I'm not on Twitter." Even though probably like 13 seconds earlier, I'd opened up Twitter and tweeted like, "I want to die," and then closed <laughs> Twitter or something like that. Yeah,
0: Feidelberg tweeted like something like, uh, "Do the Chargers have any idea what the first three downs are for?" <laughs>
1: Brutal. But man, there were some. That that was it. Was, a, it, was a,
0: it was a fun. Uh, fun game watching. It was
1: a great experience. It was Man, super exciting.
0: Sometimes game watching can fall flat. Yeah. Sometimes game watching can be not to use a sports analogy, yeah. the balls.
1: It was the balls. And I I said this at some point during overtime and I ended up doing this. I was like the worst fucking part about this is I'm going to lose this bet <laughs> and then be like then like be quiet for a minute and then be like well gentlemen it was a great. It was an exciting night, blah blah, blah and like have like an okay attitude about it. Mm-hmm. And I fucking did,
0: <laughs> but you did.
1: I've, but it, I. This, it really hasn't left me. <laughs> no, no. All I think about is here. Here's the 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 weird one. I think about after the Chargers tied it in overtime. What if they called both of their timeouts immediately? And said to the Raiders, who I think had, like, maybe a couple of minutes, maybe three minutes on the clock going into that drive. What if they took, the Chargers took both their timeouts and were just like, weapons have been laid down. <laughs> if we are
0: not trying they to get the, the ball gun, back. Yeah.
1: We are not trying to get the ball back.
0: Well, I mean, the most painful part is is has got to be, like, the post-game... Reactions and lip readings and stuff because everybody was doing the the old investigation to see if the Chargers or if the Raiders were planning on kneeling yeah. it out before the Chargers used that timeout, which everybody's theorizing. And some of the indications are that they were planning on just taking a knee instead of kicking the field goal. And then when the Chargers did call timeout. They change their mind, so they they weren't planning on taking a knee because they
1: were lined up to run the ball or to run a normal play when uh, the um, when the timeout was called. But they were going to run but, out the clock, maybe. Exactly, they were because the the previous uh, plays to that they were just like give the ball to Brandon Jacobs. He runs into the he runs into the the uh, line of scrimmage, falls down. Like everyone's safe, everyone's okay, cool. And I think they were viewing it as like a, if we break off a run here, then sure, maybe we'll revise our plan. But yeah, they call that timeout. The Chargers put in an extra defensive lineman. But in doing that, they had a safety basically playing linebacker, and that safety fucked up. And then that led to Brandon Jacobs getting a 10-yard run on third and four. So then they were just like, okay, cool. We'll just kick a field goal here. But honestly, I say this to make myself feel a little better. Even if that didn't happen, I feel like if they kicked a 57-yard field goal, he still would have hit that because kicker's money and just (laughs) horrible things happened to me. The real thing is, the real sin is, other than the ridiculous fourth and and one from the 18 uh, earlier in the game, is that if the Chargers just played good defense, that whole drive... And just like... Decent Forced to three and up. Yeah. Like, you, you just needed a stop, and then you would take a knee, and then... I'll tell you this. This is kind of dickish of me. I wasn't going to tell anybody that I won that. I was going to tell you. I was going to tell Giles. I was going to tell any uh, company or doctor or whomever <laughs> that I owe any money to, <laughs> and that would be it. My goal in life, I talk about this all the time, is just to have no bills, and... That's obviously everybody's goal. And winning $18,000 would not mean no bills, but it would mean... Well, fewer bills. Fewer bills. It mm-hmm. would mean no student loans. It would mean just a, f- a few things in life would be a lot easier. But I'm not going to be a whiny boy that I don't have extra money. It, I am going to mm-hmm. be a whiny boy that it was right in front of my face yeah. and went away.
0: I am approaching uh, the no-bills zone. Yeah. Yeah, not in the not in a way that I'm happy about, but that you,
1: that you were clamoring for. <laughs> yeah,
0: right, but uh yeah, weirdly approaching uh no bill zone and like homeowner zone. Like weird, very weird pivot in my life. Yeah, we talked about that. So
1: I yeah, I didn't I didn't know if you wanted to uh explain that, but yeah. <laughs> I remember after your your mom died and Obviously, you have to figure out a bunch of financial stuff when someone dies. And you're like, so many of my circumstances are just
0: different than they
1: were a week ago.
0: Yeah, like literally. It was just like, of all the things that I... um, So
1: Pete's mom obviously had a house.
0: Yes. And uh, sizable life insurance policy, like just... I mean, it's a weird situation because, like,
1: none of this applies to me. Patreon.com/slash <laughs> that's just to right. Up.
0: That's right. You, you know, getting a life insurance policy doesn't get you a uh, tomato fights early access either. So that's yeah, true. So just, just for what it's worth, uh, yeah, no, it's just a, it's a weird situation where you know, all of a sudden, everything has been blown up, but there's like a lot of. Like financial security, Right, all of a sudden that just appears out of nowhere. Things
1: that uh, typically, at our age, like uh, you worry about or keep an eye on that now you don't have to.
0: Yeah, I was like set in one area in like very, uh, very.
1: uh, Oh, your job should fire you though. That would be crazy.
0: That would really kind of like
1: keep the keep me on my toes. Stuff (laughs) going. yeah. 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 Maybe. Maybe you just put out the call. Maybe you should get fired. Yeah, that would stink.
0: I don't wish that on anybody. That that so like over the the past however many months, the one steady thing that I've had is work. Like nothing in my job has changed, mm. and it's been lovely to have that sort of st- stability in one area of my life. Your height has changed. Stayed the same. That's true, but that but that's never been like a great situation. I think it's a great situation. It's it's fine. I've I'm, I'm I'm making do. Um but yeah, no like the uh, the job stability has been the one area where I'm like well, at least I don't have to worry about this. Yeah. That would be very funny if how's all of a the sudden, car running? Um I had some issues this summer. Okay. Was thinking about was thinking about getting a new car though. Might as
1: well. If you like cars. I don't I don't, I don't
0: care. We talked we were yeah. talking
1: about that like what you do you get 18,000 dollars blah, blah blah and I was like at some point I should get a new car and that, that could go towards a down payment or whatever, but I just don't care about cars.
0: Yeah. I I don't, I don't really care either. It's the only reason that I would care is if my car right now is giving me trouble. Yeah. And it's not, it did, it was, and I do like the new Broncos. So I was thinking about like, should I get one of the new Broncos? But I think I'm probably going to just ride that truck into the ground.
1: I'm waiting until that prototype of that, uh, Oh, the uh, F100 or whatever? Yeah. Is that what that was? I think
0: it's called the F100, yeah. Yeah, like the the classic
1: old-ass Ford truck. If they make a hybrid one of those, I will be betting every ridiculous parlay in the world (laughs) in hopes of being able
0: to finance some of that car. You'll probably need to win, like four of them because i would imagine that that one was that'd be like eighty thousand dollars i bet that'd be a lot i don't even know
1: how much we were talking about this i don't even know how much cars cost though i don't think cars have really gotten any more
0: expensive though over the years which is weird yeah you said that this week and that is a good point
1: i got yeah i got a uh, i'm a hyundai driver won't specify which I'm not trying to give away too much uh <laughs> personal information what's your
0: license plate king
1: it's a uh, <laughs> yeah drop the license plate number king but it is, let's say, a flagship uh, Hyundai vehicle, sedan, and I looked up how much those cost now, and I'm like, yeah, that's how much it cost
0: when I got one. Why isn't there inflation for cars? Everything else gets more expensive. Maybe they're actually getting cheaper, and so, it is, it's, so it's staying the same because of inflation. They're figuring out how to make
1: them cheaper. Yeah, they're
0: becoming more... Uh, they're um... Economical? Yeah, what's... Uh, Streamlined? Streamlining the process.
1: The uh, Industrial Revolution, you know about that? Yeah. That was when they came up with a bunch of parts that could work universally for things.
0: You know, uh, Waltham is the home of the Industrial Revolution. Really? Maybe. I was going to say, w- what could have started there? Well, they used they to make... up it? with,
1: like, the first washer?
0: Uh, they made uh, watches. Nut. Really? Big, uh, big watch, uh, the Waltham Watch Company. Are you Huge. just saying this because both things start with WA? No. Waltham Watch Factory was uh used to make the um like the speedometer things in the planes in World War 1 or World War 2. Interesting. And then famously the industrial revolution. I don't know what they did there, but
1: <laughs> famously uh, I'm not uh famously not, sure not aware. Yeah. There. Let's look forward
0: to this weekend and fun. Brought to you by Actually we do uh we now is about when we do we have a real ad? Yeah, we do have a real ad. This week drop the advertisement this week upcoming and fun. Yeah. Is presented by Visi Hard Seltzer.
1: I nailed it. You did did nail nail it. it. I I, uh
0: I there was a miscommunication. It is brought to you by Visi Hard Seltzer. Uh Visi is a Jesus, your computer sounds like an airplane. Sometimes it does this. I wish you won the bet. It's so that you could, So that you could get a computer that does not sound like a fighter jet taking off. This computer is less than one year old. It sounds ridiculous. You're you sound ridiculous, now. You're just right being now. a
1: fucking, you know what you're be, You're just being a fucking b- uh, typical a PC, PC guy, yeah. Yeah. Fucking
0: PC police over here That's telling right.
1: everyone how to
0: have their computer be. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, this week in fun brought to you by Vizzy. Uh, anytime you want to have some fun, Vizzy's a great place to go. Yeah. Because Vizzy hard seltzer is uh, is the real deal. It's the first hard seltzer crafted with antioxidant vitamin C extracted from the super fruit acerola. Acerola cherry. There are plenty of hard seltzers to choose from, but with its bold and delicious dual fruit flavors and antioxidant vitamin C, Vizzy makes the choice a little easier. And it's a lot tastier. Check out... Check out these flavors. Pineapple mango, black cherry lime, straw- strawberry kiwi, How blueberry, blueberry pomegranate, bam, papaya passion fruit, watermelon strawberry, blackberry lemon, and raspberry tangerine. Vizzy also has a lemonade hard seltzer as well as a watermelon hard seltzer. Each variety pack offers four delicious fruit flavors and the same antioxidant, ex- antioxidant vitamin C uh you got a you got a favorite you i mean you dropped um i like the blue palm yeah the blue palm there you go Pineapple Never- mango is always gonna get you where you want to go i'm a big uh i'm a big fruit uh fruit seltzer guy so uh all of those sound pretty appealing to me i'm not gonna lie because famously most seltzer flavors are you know your meats your cheeses <laughs> that's right no i uh, some uh Some have just uh, like the the plain, the the plain like uh, soda flavor. I don't know. I I think I'm just making that up. Yeah, (laughs) I I tried to wing it, but it didn't go well. Uh, It never hurts to add some vitamins and antioxidants into the mix. With Vizzy, you can enjoy refreshment. Now, man, they love to just now with antioxidant vitamin C. Are you sure it's now with antioxidant vitamin C? (laughs) I,
1: I hate to do this. You're struggling with antioxidant.
0: Antioxidant? Yeah. Antioxidant? You're saying
1: antioxidant.
0: Well, it's... it's Maybe there's like a little cinnamon to it. I don't it. think anybody really knows. Uh, yeah. 5% ABV, 100 calories, and less the drinks. Less, do. less than one gram of real cane sugar per can. Every sip of Vizzy is more exhilarating than the last. Step up your seltzer game with Vizzy. Go to VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. That's VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. Washed. To get updates on our latest flavor drops and more, sign up for emails at com slash subscribe. That's com slash subscribe. Must be twenty one or older.
1: And I'll tell you, Vizzy will get Oreo on your asses. They'll we just listed off some flavors, but they'll dip their toes into other areas too. Like there's a there was a watermelon pack. I don't know if they still make it, but it was Everything was a variety of watermelon, which you would like. You're a f- fruit.
0: <laughs> I'm a fruit guy, guy yeah, that's yeah, right. You like fruit. Famously, in your, I just. Like fruit in your I, seltzer. I'll only drink seltzers when there's fruit involved.
1: Hey, we got beer, we got hard seltzer. What kind of hard seltzer? You got any fruit? What, <laughs> what kind of hard seltzer? What the fuck are you. <laughs> uh, it's like a Coors Light hard seltzer. What's the flavor? Various fruit ones. You lucked out, my friend, because I like all those ones. No, but there was a, they made like a blueberry watermelon, a kiwi watermelon, a passion fruit watermelon, a mango watermelon. Vizzy, they really get Oreo with it.
0: It's been it's been a while since I've had an ad read rattle me, and I don't know if it's like the pressure of being in the Wash Network, mm. and because I know is real important. Uh, Famously, they to, to the fellas, Vizzy, yeah. So that felt like a it felt like an increased pressure ad read there, and boy, it tripped me up.
1: That's okay. That's fine.
0: Yeah, it's it's fine. I'll take a few weeks off after this week. You'll
1: no, you'll. I was watching. I was watching. Uh, I was watching some uk battle rap the other day and someone totally choked their round like choked so badly like a minute into it just couldn't get where they were and they were like and they started repeating the part they had just said to try to like get some momentum and it was so tough and i felt so bad and uh the audience started cheering and i was like yeah that's what you do like it happens. This person clearly has something prepared. <laughs> they fucked up. We're all fucking people, man. It's okay. Antioxidant. Or Antiox-
0: antioxidant. Antioxidants. Barbara
1: Stry- Streisand.
0: Streisand. 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 I
1: still don't sand. totally get that joke. By no, the way, no, me neither. He, it's, he said it right the whole time.
0: Yeah, but now you get to use the clip uh, about the one talking about the Anaheim Ducks in their uniforms. Sand. 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 It's like sand. Sand. Make um, it. Make it more sand. Take the good jerseys and just. Throw sand all over them.
1: Yeah. I mentioned Oreo briefly uh, just now. There, I haven't gotten it yet, but there's Oreo is now doing a toffee Oreo. Okay. I don't know if you try the various Oreos as they come out. I typically do. I think the chocolate peanut butter Oreos, I actually brought you some a yeah, couple of weeks ago. Yeah, unbelievable. That's probably the goat Oreo flavor other than double stuff. But, man, I like when they come up with some weird stuff. When I was in California, a, I had to dip into Target to grab something. And they had uh they had apple cider donut oh, uh, shit. Oreos. And I was like oh, Not why you're here, Dave. But I really <laughs> almost grabbed them and I was like, maybe I can just make this week uh
0: some <laughs> some Oreo eating. Uh the red velvet Oreos, famously not enjoyed by Plies Plies
1: didn't like those ones. No. He uh he felt that he had a, he he a
0: bump to pick with the, the cream. <laughs> he built his entire week around the red velvet Oreo. And motherfucker, there's no red velvet.
1: Nobody has ever been that upset. <laughs> this is like the 900th time we've talked about this. Uh, nobody's ever been that upset without crying.
0: Like, how like, <laughs> yeah. like
1: tears, and I'm not saying, like, oh, we're going to cry or whatever. Like, he was a level of upset that, like, tears would, would be, be conducive to
0: crying, yes.
1: Like, when he says, uh real cream cheese frosting it's the same motherfucking frosting it's in the other (laughs) one i was like if i had to get in that zone and deliver that line guaranteed tears yeah that was the most emotional i've really seen anyone and i've seen like babies do their thing (laughs) they bitch about
0: everything uh you want to talk about the tender bar Yes. We've been waiting. I want to on, go to the Tender Bar. Really, oh, boy, but. do I. I, I I've, I've been to the Tender Bar.
1: Oh, that's right.
0: I've been to the Tender Bar, famously uh, the... Harvard Square. Yeah, that's right. No, no. Um, tender Bar was shot in Beverly, at least the exterior of the Dickens, which is the bar in the Tender Bar. And it's uh, Jacob's Corner in Beverly, Massachusetts, which was one of my college bars.
1: Nice. I'm laughing because I just uh, saw an Instagram post that you sent to me. 1 hour ago. Was I here when you sent this no, to Instagram? No, no, no. It,
0: was,
1: it was a funny, it was just a cute little meme.
0: It was we talked about that uh, this week about yeah. um it was a meme about um basically like melting into your bed when trying to do work yeah. on your on your laptop.
1: And <laughs> it's, uh, it's
0: what is that? Hot it's, chocolate
1: prep? It looks like a ch- a big
0: chocolate gorilla?
1: Yeah. We're but, not talking about the tender bar by the way. We're uh, going to drink hot chocolate in a few days because this weekend and fun we are going to uh, Portland. But the one in Maine, so not so fast, Oregonians. We're going to Portland, Maine. That's right. We're do some skating. We'll probably watch some sports because Boston sports are on and we are dorks. But uh, you know the temperature is going to be?
0: Six degrees. Better. Four degrees. Better. Two degrees.
1: Think a degree that I have no choice but to stand. Zero. When do I typically say that I, I've never had a say in the matter? That I simply have to stand? Who am I talking about? 19. Close, no. No, close, though, to 19. Whenever this person comes up, I famously say, Pete, I actually never really had a say in that matter. I have no choice but to stand.
0: Uh, Takashi 6 9
1: <laughs> Better. I don't know. <laughs> Think, beloved... Actors, possibly not six, nine years old, but possibly in their 60s.
0: Uh, John Madden, oh, dead so at 58.
1: Starts with a J.
0: Jared Leto. Ju- Jude Law. Ju- Ju- June Lee. June
1: Lee. June Lee. Jun Lee, buddy. <laughs> Julianne Moore. Oh, okay. So, what number? Would you associate? Nine. Nine. <laughs> nine. What a quick reference we yeah, just made. There we go. made quick work of that one. It's going to be nine degrees. Okay. So bundle up. We're going to be skating. We're going to be drinking I mean, hot chocolate.
0: I. Well, our, what are we going to do? Our outfits are already picked out.
1: That's right. we doing Rangers gear? Oh, yeah. Love that.
0: <laughs> going to watch some Bruins mm-hmm. not playing the Rangers. Going to watch some Patriots not playing the Rangers. Tell you what, the... That would be a gross kit clash. Us wearing Rangers jerseys,
1: watching the Patriots play the Bills. It's every single possible combination of different red, whites, and blues. That's true. Gross. That's true,
0: but it is a team from New York, so it's dangerous. Oh, uh, People will be like, what are you Bill doing stands. here? Yeah.
1: Hey, you know how people are in Portland, Maine? They're going to be like, hey, <laughs> get the fuck out of here.
0: This is Portland, Maine. Hopefully we can find a bar in Portland like the Dickens, because oh. the Dickens just seems like the greatest bar of all time. Uh, I wanted the Dickens bad. We were we were we watched uh, the Tender Bar this past week uh, with our pal Ben Affleck. I thought George Clooney was in it. George Clooney not in it. He directed it. He
1: famously directed this film.
0: I was waiting for him to show up in the movie the entire time. And when the movie ended, I said, huh. I must have missed George Clooney.
1: At what point did you say, Affleck's doing well enough? I don't need, I don't need Clooney. If uh, it's going to take away time from Affleck, get him out of here.
0: No, I mean I, I'm never going to turn down Clooney. I was just like, what kind of role are they going to save for this guy? Uh, and then he That's never the showed up. And I was like, okay.
1: you and
0: Julia Roberts
1: for the first half of the film, Ocean's Eleven, mm.
0: turns him down. She says, "I got Andy Garcia. No, thank you." Yeah, I don't know about that decision. Andy Garcia in Mama Mia maybe, but in uh
1: I I've always had a little difficulty with Andy Garcia is like the OG Pete Davidson. Like everything, he's always presented you couldn't in stand a, him a in uh, a look how irresistible and I'm always like Oh, maybe to some people.
0: I think that you you uh you really uh got on that train with the um the the horny old women book club.
1: That's right.
0: Right, that's because what it was. He was he was made out to be like the hottest shit in that movie. What was the movie called? A uh, horny old woman book club. Okay, I think it was actually just called Book Club.
1: Maybe let's see. Uh, it's star. I think you're right, Mary Steenburgen. Yep. Book Club, 2018 film. Okay. You know what came out? 2018. 2018 nailed it. So you remember it? You yep. also remember the title. Uh, so uh, the Tender Bar is a coming of age film, which decent year for coming-of-age films yeah, Licorice sure. pizza tender bar set in the early 70s in new york which can be distracting because the affleck existence
0: and the just everything about it was shot in massachusetts and like mm. they have the wakefield Bolodrome in there, mm. original signage and then it's just like they just make it be new york and mm. the uh the, the location is very confusing and i brought this up while watching it yeah i texted you i said is this movie does this movie take place in massachusetts or new york i can't quite figure it well out.
1: i'll say if it takes place in massachusetts then the dad is a, an even bigger drunk than he's <laughs> let on to be because he keeps telling him he's gonna take him to a mets game yeah he comes by in a car at like 6 <laughs> 15 p.m so uh i don't think that uh i don't think they were do- maybe it was like a west coast game and he was gonna fly him who knows but um Yeah, Tender Bar is a coming of age film. It's about a kid who lives with his mom. Doesn't have a dad in the picture. His dad is on the radio, so he always listens to the radio. But his dad's not really around. They live with his grandfather and Uncle Charlie. His Uncle Charlie's there, and he works at a bar. But he's like your honestly. He's got some real like Will Hunting qualities, where works and an unstereotypically glamorous job but has so much to give and in the case of will hunting it's that will hunting's a genius but in the case of uncle charlie it's that he's just very very street smart very very considerate very very compassionate and like the perfect uh parental figure to this kid who's very, very lost.
0: Yeah, it's it's a weird situation where, like, uh, Uncle Charlie struck out in his own personal life, but is but is not wasting that the like the paternal instincts and, and like his usefulness. He's just giving it giving it away. Yeah, I guess.
1: And it's weird. I mean, if if the movie wanted to go this route, this is a very um, feel good movie. This is yeah. like it's got a lot, it's like dreary subject. But if it wanted to be dark, it could have been darker. There could have been some thing where Ty Sheridan gets in an argument with Uncle Charlie and is like, Well, you just draw, you want me to live a life because you never lived one yourself. Blah, blah, blah. This ain't that movie.
0: there. Yeah, there's no there's no conflict movie. between Ty Sheridan and, and Ben Affleck's character. There are they get along very well and they're always very kind to each other, both sides of the coin.
1: Yeah, so it's this kid. And the, the, the kid who plays young JR is fantastic, grows up uh, hanging around this bar that's called the Dickens, and there's all these books, famously, and he loves reading. So Uncle Charlie says, okay, you should be a writer, read all these books. And he gives him all these books, and he's reading everything, and all they talk about is literature, and turns out this kid's really bright, and he goes to Yale, and he become which his mom played by lily rob who was awesome in this movie yep um and he goes to yale and he gets a girlfriend and all these things like your typical kind of coming of age things but the real thing is just the relationship between ben affleck and eventually ty sheridan
0: yeah and i thought that both of them were were fantastic in this movie ty sheridan was great ben affleck was awesome uh, ben Affleck looked awesome in this movie as well. I
1: only have one note on Ben Affleck. Go on. And it does involve his look. I did not like his look for young JR. I thought that once it got to...
0: Once he got that beard.
1: Once it got to presumably the late 70s or early 80s, he then looked more uh, like time appropriate in his early 70s look just looked like he was in a costume. It just, for whatever, I don't know if it's makeup, hair, who did what or whatever, but his look I didn't feel was well done. But he nailed it once it got to, once he grew up a little bit and had a beard. Maybe it's because he was playing younger when he was supposed to be in the early 70s. Yeah. But yeah, I was distracted by that. But his look, once JR started to grow up, was, was awesome.
0: There were uh there were plenty of awesome scenes in this uh in this movie and one of my favorite was the uh the bolodrome scene. Mm. It was uh there's like a f- pretty uh, pretty great dynamic with uh Affleck, the kid, it's young JR, all Af- Affleck's buddies and his girlfriend and they're all just like giving each other shit and then I don't know man there's something about Something like super nostalgic and romantic about a uh, a bolodrome or a bowling alley back in the day when you could smoke inside, you could drink beers out of like cheap plastic cups mm-hmm. and just have some fun with the boys and maybe a girl that you break up with in the middle of a bowling round. That
1: also happens in King of Staten Island. To keep the Pete Davidson references going. Really? We just they'll like go to a ball, like he'll go to a ball game with Bill Burr and all oh, the yeah, other yeah, firefighters. Yeah. And like the you've seen all that camaraderie, but it's also like uh, we we're kind of on our best behavior because we got this kid around and we want to set a good example. The supporting cast is fantastic. Like that bar is
0: amazing. The clientele just all real good guy. No one's out of control, really. It's not even a single scene of them throwing a person out of the bar. Max Casella
1: is one of them, the guy from The Sopranos. Mm-hmm. And we are tweeting about this on uh, Instagram, and that's where you tweet. <laughs> and right. the expression, uh, back him up on me, is said a lot. Yep. And they say this to when uh, Ty Sheridan is finally of, of age. He goes into the bar and he Uncle Charlie Even gets in his first he get, drink.
0: He gets backed up before he's of age. Did oh no, miss? no, uh young JR backs up somebody else. Remember he goes in to buy smokes for his grandfather oh, yeah, 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 and yeah. he gets some extra change, change. and he, he backs up the uh the buddy.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but the first time JR gets backed up, he goes in and he's getting his first drink which is from Uncle Charlie and then the guys like, "Hey, Back him up on me, and then another one sees his friends there, and he's like, "Hey, after that, back them up on me." And you know what it means—context clues. But Feidelberg said he asked his parents if that was a thing that was said in the '70s or the '80s, and they were like, "No one's ever said that before. <laughs> no. Never heard that."
0: But I'm gonna start using it. Gonna start 100%. using it now.
1: It's gonna cost me, and have to buy other people drinks, but.
0: We should we should give it a, a pi- the pilot program this weekend in Portland. Love doing that.
1: Let's yeah. do that. If
0: uh If it doesn't go well, we we'll just we don't live there. Yeah. It's fine.
1: Start yeah, I mean I end up talking to people at bars unfortunately. I am one of those people like if there's like if there's people sitting next to us, whether or not we want to or not, here's the, just the, conversations happen.
0: Here's the question though, do we tell the do we do we have the conversation with the bartender first like, "Hey, do people say this? No, 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 no. no you go we for we just we say you. for we just say it and then see. what like,
1: oh, you're a good shit. drink? Hey, back, back him up on me.
0: What do you or think? Her, the re- what you, what do you what do you think the reaction is going to be? You think the bartender is going to be confused? I guarantee you what they're going to say. They say what?
1: No, they're going to say. So that person's uh, doing a Bud Light. I'm gonna and I say, hey, back him up on me. The bartender will say another Bud Light because you'll see me point and say blah blah on me, and you'll say I think this means I'm getting them another Bud Light.
0: And so you're going to reinforce it with say, uh, ba- yeah, back him up on me,
1: back him up. Back him up, please. I would
0: love for it to end in a fight. Like we, like we watch a movie with the has the greatest uh, bar atmosphere in the world, and yeah. we're like, hell yeah, that's awesome. I'm and gonna, we use it. I'm going to gonna make, take that, and we use, use it, it and it immediately starts a fight. Yeah. yeah, I could see that happening <laughs> for sure. Uh, yeah, back came up on me was a big takeaway of mine from this movie, and and I love it. Uh, the other takeaway was that I just really want to join a bowling league and smoke cigarettes inside.
1: I wouldn't join a bowling league. Why I, that would be a lot. I like I, the bowling. I treat kind of like uh, like uh, fucking uh, cornhole.
0: Really? Where it's like it's good until you're doing it. But the problem, the, I mean, the difference there is that yeah, it's good cor- until you're still doing it. Yeah, but the thing about bowling is that like you're. It only takes up like 10 seconds of your time in between like 4 minute cycles. Yeah, it's a That's good time. the opposite of cornhole. You get stuck that you get stuck doing it for like 45 straight minutes and it's just completely your life. Yeah. Bowling is just con- having conversations and then them being interrupted because you have to bowl for 10 seconds.
1: Yeah, the bowling, but bowling's okay. I'm not bowling, crazy about it.
0: Bowling rules, and I'm. It's. I such wouldn't a, say.
1: See, I wouldn't say. It, like, I like it. I would not say it rules. It
0: rules. It's such a dying activity too. It is like Why the do most you think? because you can't smoke inside it's anymore. It's Not
1: as it's not amazing.
0: No, it's because you can't smoke inside anymore. By the way, the bowling room scene has candlepin bowling, which I know it's a northeast thing, but I thought that it was a Massachusetts exclusive type thing.
1: Oh, really? Candlepin is like a. I, geographical
0: you didn't know that no yeah candlepin is like geographical i don't know if it's northeast or if it's like massachusetts so that was another piece where i was like are they are they like portraying long island accurately
1: shit no i didn't know anything about bowling
0: they really could have just made the movie in massachusetts like set in massachusetts it would not have changed a single thing yeah
1: i bet ben affleck would have been more on board for sure they could have gotten affleck for cheaper if they were like, this is a Boston movie.
0: He does not wear a uh, a Mets hat in this movie. So they avoided the four-day-long shutdown.
1: I did wonder that when they were saying, he was like, hey, should I go to a Yankees game or a Mets game? And Affleck's like, Mets. I'm like, mm, breaking character, <laughs> I see. Um, two things I want to shout out about this movie is, well, A, I would have liked a little more of his roommate who was like the... His college Uncle Charlie.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: He was a really good character. And I want to see him and Uncle Charlie like bond or fight, who knows, or uh, a little more. And Lily Robb, I'll say again, is so good in this. I think a lot of people are going to come away from this talking about how Affleck's great, how Ty Sheridan is uh, really a rising star, how Christopher Lloyd's still alive. Mm. Yep. Uh, he plays the dad. Careful. Ben Careful,
0: we've got a bad track record yeah, in saying up, people, people are still magazines.
1: alive. Um, ben Affleck has a pretty cool track record, though, with uh, movie dads. He had George Carlin in, what's the one, with the girl, Jersey Girl? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had George Carlin as his dad in that. That's pretty sweet. Now he's got Christopher Lloyd, who, again, no idea he was still going. Me
0: either. Yeah. But had you, been a long time since I'd seen him in anything.
1: He's okay. He like farts and stuff, and I'm like, all right. If you're gonna fart, just get out of here. The man. scene
0: where he takes him to the uh, the brunch, uh, young Ty, yeah. young uh, young Jr. to the brunch, I thought yeah. was a really good, really nice, good scene.
1: Nice, cute scene. Yeah, and also the uh, you want to bring this
0: up, so I won't let you forget the there's a, a scene with the girlfriend. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a scene with the girlfriend in which they spend a quite a long time, like. Sneaking up into the uh, into the, the girl's house and her parents are home, they want to have sex, so they're sneaking into the house
1: delicately taking off the boots,
0: yeah, doing the whole thing, and then they just have the loudest sex ever, and they're, she's like screaming, and they cut to the parents' bedroom, and the parents are like disgusted. They're like very proper rich parents, yeah, and they uh, they immediately like uh, like ruin the sneakiness by being super fucking loud. Just
1: tiptoeing to have megaphone sex.
0: Yeah, and that whole that whole uh Connecticut house well, however many scenes that was yeah. were fantastic. Yeah, oh because yeah. Because it's Ty Sheridan's character, J.R. is doesn't come for money, uh gets into Yale based on his own merits and like his lower class, and the parents are not happy that that uh the girl brings home this, like, street rat. Yeah, a lot of street rat energy coming from... Ty Sheridan is proud to be a street rat, and he he pushes back.
1: Yeah. Uh, There was a Ben Affleck interview in the Boston Globe. It was pretty interesting. It led to us having a real, like, kind of heart-to-heart about Ben Affleck. Um, It's just, like, a straight Q&A, but you can just get from it that he's, unsurprisingly, just a little, like, beaten down by a lot of the shit and i just kind of wish that he could just like do his craft and be an actor and be enjoyed for what he is but i also think that part of him really does want to be on top and yeah not the I- forefront like he can't i feel like it's like oh well he's got this celebrity girlfriend and he is has like uh well-known addiction issues and everything and i like some of that you, you wish this person could just kind of have in their own privacy. But right. I also think that he is just a star. And I think that him being such a star is uh, a real burden to
0: him. Well, I think that, like, number one, he is a star and, like, super talented and everybody's in, too invested in, in him at this point to just let him go away. Number two, I also think that he's very competitive. If you, like, if you listen to his quotes and stuff about – uh, like, awards he's lost yeah. or shit like that. Like, he is super competitive. I think that he wants to be the best actor. I think he wants to be the best director. Um So, like, he doesn't want to go quietly into the night, but I do think that he... I think that he wants to be a, a star, and then once he leaves the set, he, I think he wants to be a normal guy. And yeah. it's just not going to work that way for Ben Affleck. And as much as he tries, it seems like he's getting... uh quite frustrated by like how much media scrutiny and attention that that is paid to him. But like, you know, he, he does things the right way. Yeah. Or, in, in a lot of areas, it seems like he said, it seems like he, he says a lot of the right things. People have nice things to say about him. Um, so like, he's sort of easy to root for.
1: Yeah. Um. Th- here's an excerpt from the interview uh, question. Question. You seem so comfortable playing Uncle Charlie. I wondered if you knew an Uncle Charlie as a kid? Question mark. This is the Boston Globe. What do you? Come on, Boston Globe. Period. Uh, answer. I've come to the decision that I'm going to be more circumspect circumspect when discussing my life because in the current climate context is meaningless and any sentence can be excerpted and said and used as a cudgel but yeah growing up in Central Square my dad worked in a bar blah blah and then he worked at the Cantab Lounge and everything like I ha- like I don't take that first part as him being like canned or anything I think that's just like a genuine like I can't even talk about my life anymore yeah that sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah, that does suck, and especially like, especially in that context where it, he probably would love to say some nice things about a certain person, yeah. and he just can't.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's an interesting read. Like uh, he talks about being the guy from Boston, and he's asked if, like, Goodwill Hunting gave him like an unshakable kind of Boston cologne on him, and. It's pretty good. He says, look, if not for Goodwill Hunting, I'd just be a guy, never mind a guy from Boston. When my acting career got cold and it was time for me to get a job, I wanted to direct and I wanted to do something I knew a lot about. So I picked Boston. I picked Gone Baby Gone and then I picked The Town. At that point, I said no more and I chose Argo. There are things I'm known for that are a lot less pleasant than being from Boston.
0: That's a great answer.
1: Yeah. But like he... I mean, obviously, he's he, embraced the Boston thing like right. crazy, but I think that he's also probably like rolls his eyes that if someone sees him walking down the street, they're probably like, "Ben, what
0: up, kid?" and like
1: yeah. shit like that. But he's like, "No, no, no!" Like that that is of my doing.
0: Yeah, it, and, and I also think like he's got a point that like you know if you know if if uh, being known as the guy from Boston is. What you can, what you're gonna say about him? He's probably relieved that it's not other things,
1: right? Uh, do you know who narrated the Tender Bar?
0: Uh, no, that's a good question. Ron Livingston. Ron Livingston. You know who that is? No.
1: Office Space. Really? Yeah. And oh, let me wow. see. Is he in anything else? That's super weird. I feel like he might have done like the odd Scrubs episode or something. He was in. Band of Brothers.
0: He was in Band of Brothers. He was the the lead in Band of Brothers, which I just watched recently. He
1: was in Boardwalk Empire, and he seems like a perfect Boardwalk Empire guy. Yeah. Um, Patreon.com slash Listen to Brunch. We've got, we're really making progress. We're making headway. We are up to 321 patrons as of this recording. That puts us fewer than 30 from the sleepover. Like, we are very close to the sleepover. So this is in your hands. You're getting bonus content. I'll say the bonus content of late has been fantastic. And also just, like, the space of patreon.com slash listen to brunch has been a lot of fun. We've been interacting with you guys a bunch. We've been posting some stuff, having conversations. It's a really good time. Tomato Fights is working its way back. It is very close to coming back. We've got a very good matchup planned, but...
0: And some great guests.
1: Yes. this is The next Tomato Fights, which is most likely going to be next week, is going to be a great one. But the Father John Misty episode we did on this past Friday was a super fun exercise. I got a lot of feedback from that. A lot of like, hey, thank you for finally doing like a big-ass Father John Misty episode. It was funny. We laughed. We had a lot of fun takes. We had very different... Very different uh, lists. Very different lists, but that's what I love about someone who has that good a catalog. Because like, I I didn't do it, but I was going to make your list a playlist and just be able to listen to that because
0: you had such a good list. It we, we I are, got criticized by my list, uh, for my list by a few people, but I also got a couple people saying like, "Hey, this is a pretty good list."
1: I only saw one criticism. It was from Tom.
0: I saw, uh, I, mean, I saw somebody else say that you blew mine out of the water.
1: Oh, but then I... Yeah, and I pushed back at that, and I was like, I don't necessarily know that I would even pick my own list over it. I said, like, I go back off and forth between these two, and he responded and was like, yeah, so do I, but uh, I think he said, like, Holy Shit was his favorite song. So he was like, you win by having Holy Shit. So I was like... But that's, again, that's... And this is no knock on this person who sent the tweet. It was, he was being very nice, but... Uh, We are used to this or that. The answer being this blew that out of the water. Yeah. When reality, he was like, "Oh no, I liked pizza too."
0: (laughs) Yeah. I. uh, I mean, like I. I like that we had very different lists, and uh, one of my buddies who is like the biggest Father John Misty fan I know outside of us, (laughs) um, and who we will see. Oh yeah. uh, In in L A. Yeah. This year and fun. We're going to L.A. to see uh, Father John Misty. And so he responded and he says, he said, both these lists rock.
1: They do. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so That's what I was saying. So
0: I was like, hell yeah, that works for me. All right. So check it out. Hit the
1: Patreon. Get some nice notes. The notes are only getting nicer. The notes are only getting nicer. The conversations only getting more fun. Uh, we didn't say anything about Bob Saget, uh, but he's dead. Yeah, he's he he, he gone, but. I I just like that even ten years ago Bob Saget would be looked at as like ah oh, well he's raunchy so whatever or I I like that I don't like that he died but I like that this this person who is obviously very very raunchy is remembered for the actual person that he was
0: yeah that's been the big thing for me is that like it's been very very nice to see. How many people have just been like, yo, this dude was the kindest, sweetest guy who was always there for me. It's been, like, pretty stunning how many people have come out and said, like, yo, when I had some shit going on, Bob Saget was always there. Pete Be- Davidson. He said that? Yeah. I saw um, Pete Davidson. Oh, yeah, Pete Davidson did say that. And then, like, Jimmy Kimmel said that. Um, yeah. uh, pretty much, like, everybody that-, that came out was like, yo, whenever – Fell on some hard times. Uh, Bob Saget was always there, giving me a call and checking up on me. And I was like, "Damn, that guy sounds awesome." And then I saw the video shared by uh, uh, Kimmy from uh, Full House. Did you see huh, the video? Kimmy Gibbler. Yeah, did you see the video that she, she shared? Was a real piece of work. <laughs> that she really was. Painting she shared a his video.
1: Ass. He doesn't want to hear from you. You think he wants to hear from her? <laughs> Give him. He's finally getting some rest. Yeah. Can you just leave him alone for once, Gibbs?
0: Uh, she shared a video from the table read, the first table read at uh, for Fuller House. And he like made this like great speech, this like great emotional speech about like how like that was his family. And like the girls he grew up like those girls were his daughters, too. And like the, that that family was his family. And like he cried during the speech and i was like this guy just seems like the nicest guy
1: yeah and i i mean the kimmel thing was a real tearjerker part of it i know that it was supposed to, that it was all about bob saget but a, a part that made me really sad was he said something to the effect of he was like he was a wonderful person or are you like he he was he was a good person unlike me yeah and, yeah, said, yeah. and like i don't know what that means and i don't know what it means to jimmy kimmel and obviously jimmy kimmel has rightfully gotten a lot of shit for the man show and i didn't like I the man he did blackface show. that's what you did yeah oh really okay. yeah I, and i i didn't like the man show when it was on because it, but this again shows how times were different maybe i didn't even know at the time that blackface was being done that show but like i didn't like that show because i was like it's stupid. This isn't my type of humor. This is, like, very manly stuff. I'm not a very manly guy. Mm-hmm. This isn't up my alley or whatever. So that show, I'm sure, is just, like, whether it's 30 minutes or an hour, like, 60 minutes of fucking yikes content that Jimmy Kimmel Wishes thought that he could to scrub do and, and It was very <laughs> successful and was enjoyed and everything. But, like, you look at the... Do you, do you think that that human being wants to go out and make, like, harmful shit like again like that show should be lampooned and that pooned and that show should be viewed as like fuck that and people should be like hey fuck hey bad fucking job on that yeah but,
0: i'm sure he's like still eating shit for a lot of the stuff that was were, was done on that show and like he probably wishes he could have all of it back uh but
1: and, uh, not to and again like i'm not excusing any of the stuff on that show because again like i didn't like it i, didn't I don't even that. know
0: what i mean i know of the man show but i don't know like what was on it or anything I just know, famously wasn't personally, allowed to watch and I it.
1: didn't do, I didn't make the man show or anything. But like, think of anything that you want back, and yeah. like, I, I've with like therapists and stuff. Like, I've spent so much time on things that nobody fucking gives a shit about. That just, I'm mad at myself over that. Like, again, like no one, like didn't harm anybody. Didn't, but like, I just felt like I fucking wish. And, and you're just like carrying it around. Didn't do that. Yeah. Like, so do you, do, do we think that like Jimmy Kimmel isn't a human? Do I would be, that he doesn't get that sort of shit. And the, the, and he has done publicly bad fucking things.
0: Yeah. I, but I, I wonder like how many people are like going around just like thinking Jimmy Kimmel's a bad guy because Jimmy Kimmel has done like a lot of, a lot of shit since then. And f- everything that I've seen Jimmy Kimmel do has seemingly been in like a pretty good place
1: yeah i think his heart's in the right place and I, I i watched that and i like that's just a fucking person really hurting and i take that thing seriously but since sincerely but i yeah i that it just, was a like, bummer that hurt here, me and yeah. like it made me feel bad that he thinks that way because he is important to he's got this huge audience and everything and obviously he's a very good family man and i'm like Fuck man, like I want to give him a hug for losing his friend, but I also want to be like, hey, don't
0: Yeah, don't like, beat I, I, yourself up. yeah, or, yeah and like, like, like
1: I've said a million times that like I'm a bad person and stuff, but I've like really, yeah, I've worked at being like no, but you you're also a person who like tries to do the right thing.
0: Yeah, there's been like a lot of uh there's been a lot of like reflecting on uh uh shame versus guilt. Mm. In in recent months, and and like shame is you think that you're a bad person, and guilt is like oh you've done bad things. Yeah, and I think that like you know hearing Jimmy Kimmel be like I'm a bad guy or like I'm a bad person, it was it was like damn, I don't think that a lot of people would say that about you. Yeah, and so that's like kind of a bummer that I heard that Jimmy Kimmel.
1: I kid you not, offer on the table. <laughs> we owe you. One hug. Maybe when we're in L.A.
0: Well, back back him up on us.
1: Back him... Yes. Uh, does, does Jimmy Kimmel drink?
0: I don't know, but if he wants, like, a, a soda pop... He famously
1: does the 5-2 diet, I think. What's that? Does, let me, let's look this up. This is a lot of famously things we're not <laughs> sure about. Uh, 5-2 diet, Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, apparently, he does the 5-2 diet, which is... Uh, you replace uh, two days a week. You wait, what? Okay, hold on. I'm pulling this up. We, we this shows this episode has another hour. So just like buckle up. Jimmy Kim lost 25. Blah, 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 blah. And eating a small dinner than adopting the. Uh... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Two days a week. You eat fewer than 500 calories a day. And that seems unhealthy. Five days a week. You eat more than 500 calories a day. I would you know, fucking hope so. You know how many more? How many more? Probably
0: so many more. Yeah, way wh- more. Yeah,
1: what? He and his, he said quote on my, let's see what when's this from 2018. So this might as well be book club. Jimmy Kimmel so Yeah. On Monday and Thursday, I eat fewer than 500 calories a day. Then I eat like a pig for the other five days. You surprise the body, keeping it guessing. Keep it on its toes. The body's probably guessing. Am I going to die? (laughs) Aren't you going to give me food?